0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't send going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. But well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish,
1: the podcast that reminds you the future has so much potential to get so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: who had all of Oregon let it on fire for this year on their 2020 <laughs> bingo card
1: I know there's so many more months left that anyway Jesus Christ I'm Mike Johnson I'm Kyle Goetz and we
0: are here to bridge the gap between sexuality and and actuality
1: and today wow that was very like you sounded very intelligent when you said at that time
0: thank you i just realized that like i say the same shit every fucking time and Mm -hmm. like it's reached the point of boredom of like how can i spice this up even a little bit
1: oh wow you're bored by our podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) well at least just the first minute or two i get it um today we're gonna talk about coaches coaches coaching yep coach
0: i was gonna do a whole thing about the purse
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: I did not. I did not. Oh, that. okay. Because uh, the guy that runs the place now, apparently, like, I think he's a big old mo, but that's in the, like, that's not okay for us to talk about anymore because he's
1: mm. not out. And um, Is that because of me? Have yeah. I influenced you? In yeah, Of a, course you have. Yeah.
0: Yep. In another 100 episodes, we're going to be exactly the same, Kyle. <laughs> no, no residual we're difference.
1: Gonna, we're going to change. I'm going to be the Mike, and you're going to be the Kyle. You're yep. going to be real slutty, and I'm going to... world of warcraft
0: yeah oh don't you even get those hopes up kyle the the guildies are begging for you to play the
1: guildies yes ew we're
0: moving on okay 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 (laughs) uh but first but first so last episode on 190 we talked about sandbagging and you specifically asked jacob (laughs) Brady, who is our adorable truck driver listener yeah um, the
1: most indirect way i could possibly ask someone something by putting it on a podcast and uh, maybe they'll hear it
0: yeah which i think he wore a backwards hat for you once anyway his truth his response was on the note of episode 190 call out which came out of nowhere i've never heard the term sandbagging in terms of trucking but it makes enough sense to me to believe it is used in the field if you are heavy enough and a hill is steep enough you might only be able to climb a hill at 25 miles per hour 40 ish kilometers per hour so internationally minded that jacob Rainey giving it a sin metric anyway on that note, sandbagging is now forever in my vernacular.
1: Yeah. I, oh, I saw someone else, another truck driver on Discord, say that they had not heard of that. So, oh, well,
0: I, I think I've heard my brother use it before and he trucked for trucked.
1: Can you pass tense that? That yeah, the, like, It sounded like <laughs> the lingo. I was like, I was down with it. Um, uh, the other thing before is that we... the Polari word of the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm doing it. So. <laughs> man i got trucked like that i don't know if that's wasted or fucked maybe it's uh, both
0: yeah no you gotta be both it's for sure both <laughs>
1: wasted and then y- fucked yeah oh,
0: man yep in that order yep semi Yep,
1: <laughs> i got okay
0: um okay uh the other thing is uh not very many days after this airs uh is celebrate bisexuality day which is september the 23rd in honor of that for our very next episode we want to do a show on bisexual we want to do bisexuals we want to do them um so what we want what we're looking for is anything about your experiences of being bi i think specifically bi erasure any good stories that you have about your bisexuality being Ignored or like presumed straight or maybe presumed gay yeah. uh, emails texts, discord, Facebook, but I think our favorite method would be to have it in your own voice via voicemails or attachments on an email or whatever just um if you send a, if you leave a voicemail you 're going to get cut off after three minutes mm-hmm. so. Uh, plan ahead and leave multiple messages if you need longer than that.
1: We're gonna, we want to give you the time and space as long as it's under three <laughs> yeah. minutes. We
0: got a show to do, people, <laughs> and we know you're not eating pie. So, so like, what else, do you, what else do? do you have to do after
1: dinner? You have no dessert left over, like left to eat. So you will record this instead. Yep. Um, no, I'm excited. I, I, I think I don't know like the numbers, but I think a lot of our uh, listenership is gay men. So understanding and and like for me for us yeah. and for our audience like understanding more about the bisexual experience from bisexuals themselves is yeah. uh, i think really helpful
0: yeah absolutely and we couldn't be bothered to have a bisexual in the studio well, with us okay
1: <laughs> here's what i figure <laughs> one we're keeping them safe protect your bisexuals yeah that's right uh, in the in the covid it's role. really
0: smoky outside like keep it's, them inside could, bisexuals
1: it. hate smoke
0: get a hepa filter
1: and a, what's that
0: filter air no, filter
1: Peppa? isn't that what it's called Dan I don't know yeah. what that is is okay. that a
0: brand He's... no oh it's the type of filter it filters up particulates
2: it's a high efficiency particulate air filter
1: great couldn't you have just said a filter I the answer was yes Yes. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> okay okay sorry bisexuals this is about you yeah yeah we'll have a bu- oh that was my point we'll have a bunch of different bisexual stories so you know
0: we want the cornucopia that is bisexuals. Yeah, great. Uh, time for the news. Yeah, yeah. Great. God damn you! <laughs>
1: it's a Seinfeld theme yes, that removed. Yes, we got it. Oh, okay. You're there. You yeah. hate that show. Okay. Yeah i
0: I really didn't like that show. I know. And pe- but the thing about that though is like there are people whose opinion I respect that I think are smart and funny who fucking loved it. So i might be just wrong
1: about this but it's one you can't go back and watch like if you started seinfeld friends like there's a lot of shows that if you watch now you're not gonna it's gonna be bad
0: yeah how's that how's that itunes review about being distracted going now kids
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay it was really sweet after that we got a lot of messages that were like i'm here for the (laughs) distraction like those are the, the tangents are the best so thank you everyone for being very sweet and countering my uh insecurities
0: Okay. News. News. First, right off the bat, anytime J.K. Rowling's being a cunt, (laughs) we're going to talk about it. So, uh, which is
1: most days.
0: (laughs) An early write up of her newest book uh, finds her private detective protagonist, Cormoran Strike, investigating a cisgender male serial killer who dresses as a woman to kill his cisgender female victims. Uh, It's called Troubled Blood. And the first review describes it as a, quote, book whose moral seems to be never trust a man in a dress. Mm. Um, th- it's about 900 pages, and it's an investigation into a cold case. A woman disappears in 1974, believed to be a victim of a cisgender male serial killer whose M.O. is dressing as a woman. Do you know if he's gay in the book? I do not believe he is. No. The, the serial killer? Yeah. No. Just, a, uh, Yeah. I don't think so.
1: I just, it, it sounded like Silence of the Lambs style, like dude wearing a dress, but that dude was gay. And so that had a like, gay implication. So not yeah. that it makes it good. It's just a different angle. But...
0: I think that's fantastic. Helen Ooh. at Mimimum on Twitter said, quote, the meat of the book is the investigation into a cold case. The disappearance of GP Margot Bamburo in 1974, thought to have been a victim of Dennis Creed, a transvestite serial killer. Transphobic silence of the lambs tropes. How original. <laughs> eye Rolly Emoji. Yeah. Um and then uh Rosie the Mermaiden at Helford underscore Rosie said, It's so incredibly ham-fisted, all the lacking in originality and creativity that rolling is famous for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, she's yeah. Fuck her. Yeah. Uh also this is under her um pseudonym. She has a whole series of books i guess that are written under the pen name robert galbraith but they're actually her so if you look in your personal library and you have robert Galbraith's books you're also supporting jk rowling because that's her
1: why would she especially when she's i don't well who yeah. am i to question whom indeed whom am i <laughs> whom are any of us
0: yeah um okay moving on yeah great so democrat andrew gillum uh has come out as bisexual Hey bisexuals hey bisexuals, but you don't want to be like this one um, I don't think anyway so in in twenty eighteen he was running for uh, governor of he was running for governor of Florida in twenty eighteen He was a former mayor of Tallahassee and he basically had his career evaporate because he was found in a Miami Beach hotel room with a male sex worker who had reportedly overdosed on crystal meth <sighs> um so dead. No, alive, but overdosing. Yeah, and so he and his wife went through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they, he was depressed, had all of these problems with with drugs and alcohol, and says that he was not having a sexual relationship with that escort. Um, quote, the reason why I went to that room is probably no different than how somebody might communicate with someone they're in a friendship, relationship, whatever with.
1: I love doing meth in hotel rooms with my platonic friend who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a sex worker. Um,
0: but, but yeah, so, so then, then he, he said that he's bi. Quote, I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. And that is something I've never shared publicly before. Hmm. Uh, it was an hour-long interview, and he revealed a whole bunch of stuff about his defeat in the 2018 gubernatorial race, all of his issues that were the fallout from this incident, his marital stuff, because apparently he didn't have permission to be being a dude. Mm. Um,
1: I like the way he said that, because I, I like the, like, you don't know what's going on in people's relationships, so, like, being caught, caught the media finding out that someone's with a dude is not necessarily a bad thing like there, yeah. there are open relationships and poly relationships and like a or, bunch or of for that
0: thing. matter we try to be sex positive on the show like and hiring a sex worker i don't think is is oh. something to be ashamed of either
1: agreed agreed oh. it's not yeah that that's not the yes i i i broed as if i was gonna say something and then i thought forgot you broed i i broed
0: <laughs> is that the polari word of the week no, oh. i said
1: brothed. <laughs> it's the past tense of breathe you brothed <laughs> But I see why on, you
0: thought that I'm on high alert for the Polari word of the week So when you start fucking inventing words Kyle making up English what's, as you go What's like, Polari and what's Kyle yeah. Well you know yeah. You're drinking rosé so Anything's yeah. possible <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah Quote I just believe that love and sexuality Exist on a spectrum All I care about is what's between us And what agreement we make
1: Okay, this is what I was gonna say. I don't like the like I, I, Kevin Spacey did this too, where once you're accused of something shitty, you use that moment to come out mm. and it's it's this those two things are wholly unrelated. I mean it's yep. a little bit related because Spell whole h it feels like they're trying to redirect and and almost blame it on being gay or being bi, yeah. Which is really shitty for the gay and bi people who don't cheat and who don't, you know, aren't pedophiles and aren't
0: have friends that OD on meth with exa- them in their hotel room. <laughs> in
1: they're yep. their platonic friends. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Okay. Hey, cow. Oh, sorry. Hey, Mike. <laughs> um,
1: I was swallowing, if anyone was wondering.
0: So I'm going to talk about Star Trek. Okay. Fuck my ass. That was weird. Okay. (laughs) CBS has announced that season three of Star Trek Discovery will feature new characters. One is transgender and one is non-binary. Hmm. So actor Ian Alexander has signed on to play Gray, a transgender man who is eager to become a trill host for a symbiotic alien species that lives in different hosts over the course of its lifetime.
1: Oh, you told me about trills once.
0: Yeah, because they're seriously interesting and morally complicated. That's a trill. It's a piccolo. Yeah, great. Um... (laughs) And Blue Del Barrio will make their screen acting debut as non-binary character Adira, who has a close bond with a same-sex couple, Lieutenant Commander Paul Stamets and Dr. Hugh Culber. Um so And this
1: shit quit getting queer.
0: Yeah, super duper duper queer. And I think that's I think it's fantastic. I'm super happy. I also think that any franchise of this age and size, like Star Trek, has enough fuck face asshole dick wad mm-hmm. motherfuckers in it mm-hmm. that like they're they're like well you got to make it queer mm-hmm. just tell me the story it doesn't matter why are you shoving this down my throat
1: fuck you <laughs> yes <laughs> the phrase i learned mm-hmm. from which i might have i forget if i've said this on the podcast before from kimberly crenshaw who like basically founded the idea of intersectional and intersectionality mm-hmm. uh she also uh, talked about on her podcast um uh, the idea of diminished over-representation so i've fa- found it hard to explain to people like yeah you only notice that shit's gay because everything is straight you get everything so one gay person and you're like wait yeah. so the way she said it diminished over-representation of white people of men of straight people like that yeah, y- yeah. that helps phrase it in a way that is quick easy makes sense and is like, no, you're not getting less. You're yeah. getting what you deserve.
0: Yeah, we're not turning up the black volume. We're turning down the white volume. Exactly. Exactly. Karen. Karen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. JK. Um,
0: yeah. Yep. 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 Yep, yep. I think it's fantastic and I'm interested to see as I usually am with Star Trek how overt it is like mm-hmm. they told us that Discovery was going to have a gay couple and I was like okay is that like are they going to hold hands once and that's it but yeah. like no it was legit like a major plot element their yeah. relationship and um. I, so we'll see we'll, I don't know how trans or how non-binary mm-hmm. these characters are going to be or how much they're going to explore that but Discovery has not failed to disappoint me no Discovery has failed to disappoint me Discovery F- is awesome. I love it. F- is di- failed to not disappoint you. Oh, <laughs> failed to not undisappoint not me. me. Yep.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Anyway, Discovery is awesome, and I, I, I'm hopeful that they're going to do well with this um, yeah. and not just be token yeah.
1: bullshit. That's the news. This section brought to you by the Star Trek Foundation. Yeah. And the, and the general concept of watching TV.
0: The United Federation of Planets.
1: Okay. Um... I'm going to move on then yeah. to thanking our Patreon members Great. who uh, help support the show, help support. Uh, what do they help support us doing shit? All the fees it takes. Dan, making Dan a person that yeah. gets to have money for what he's doing. <laughs> um, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, so thank you to Patreon members. Ryan Duplantier. Oh, um you're- <laughs>
0: he was so excited for you to try to say his name and, and i got now it. the day has come and <laughs> you just spell come, i don't even you need, need to fantastic. say it
1: again uh also
0: Duplantier, i think is how he says it nope okay
1: it's Duplantier. <laughs> uh explosive lasagna okay
0: <laughs> great yeah sure so I'm, mr lasagna thank you thank for your money <laughs> thank
1: <laughs> you it's duchess or mr., mrs or mix yeah. lasagna uh,
0: no explosive is clearly a dude's name
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say duchess lasagna but whatever you want it pick one of the various options we gave you uh andrew bailey uh Cl-
0: i love that in coffee
1: whenever you bring that on camping trips i feel like i drink out of it at least because i'm like thank you uh clinton withers uh okay and don't you know him um, not
0: him, he has a different last name. Oh,
1: okay. But so Unless he
0: changed his last name to hide his identity,
1: but not his. First I don't name. know. I mean, an explosive lasagna might be their given name. Great. They had hippie parents. Uh, and Ting and Zhuang. <laughs> Sorry. So before the show,
0: <laughs> Kyle was typing this name into the internet so that a robot would say it First
1: to First time, I was just like, this is a last name I've seen before and I should know this name. This is a severe white person thing where I don't learn to pronounce common last names and... Yeah. It but then great. but then to try to replicate it exactly would have sounded really Absolutely. racist. Yeah, I, can't, I did
0: it and I sounded racist.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> uncomfortable even though we weren't recording. Okay, this is this is, section is supposed to be quick. Thank you to everyone. And if you want bonus stuff, go to uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. We should set a goal like we're going to fire Dan unless we make a certain amount of money. Oh. And that's the incentive.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll announce it soon. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> okay you want
0: to talk about coaches yeah great whoa yeah you i got, were very I got excited. really
1: excited and i don't didn't mean to put uh, me in
0: coach i'm ready to play put that on the list what are you on not what list? enough to know the, the music list the spotify list no put me in coach i'm ready to play is that a country song today look at me I can be center field. It's um, who's saying that? Jake I No, that's uh, I don't know. Is it country though? If, no, I, I think it's John Cougar Mellencamp or somebody like that. Is it country? No. Oh, it was rock.
1: It just feels feels very country because country is about saying things you're doing, oh, like yeah. very yeah. basic things you're doing.
2: It was released on the album Centerfield in 1985 by artist John Fogerty.
0: John Fogerty was he of part of the CCR? Eagles? Oh, CCR. I always
2: get the Eagles Creed's guys. And the CCR guys. guys.
1: Let it be known, Mike got us distracted. I'm just going to announce it every time so people I, realize. It's
0: fair. If it means I get more songs on that goddamn playlist, I'm
1: here for it. Cut. This section <laughs> is cut. Okay. Uh, why don't you you start? You, okay. I, yeah. Sure. You say things about coaches. Great. Um Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna say things. All right, now. you're ready to open your mouth and talk. Here it is. Let's really get ready for it. Are you, is everyone? Everyone? How are you feeling? Yeah. Are you settled? Are you excited, baby? How are you feeling? G- Put
0: that on the list. Good as hell by Lizzo. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Great.
2: I didn't sign up for this whole songs all the time thing. <laughs> mm,
0: sorry. What was that
2: last Fired. song? Fired.
0: Oh my god, the pressure's on. <laughs> the title of the song is "Good as Hell." By Lizzo, who is amazing.
1: Mike, thank you for being
0: very explicit for me. Talk about coaches. Okay, great. So there is a... Uh, tell me what you know about the WNBA.
1: I mean, kind of the basics of like, it's a lesbian basketball league.
0: Yeah, it's, it's lady professional basketball. And... The, is
1: that a shitty... Like, what's... Like, lady feels a little bit like... Women's basketball league? Yeah. Yeah. I've been really conscious of how I, like, I, in the past, used girls. Yeah. And I'm I'm stopping doing that because that feels very, like, you're diminishing and, and like, treating yeah. them like infants. So, yeah. that's a... But, I don't know. That's true. It's,
0: and it, being in professional sports, they're already being sort of marginalized yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. treated as less than, which yeah. is fucking terrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. not what I wanted to talk about. WNBA coach Kurt Miller of the Connecticut Sun. He's their head coach. Uh...
1: Is uh, big old Mo. Hmm. Big old Mo. So I would think that the WNBA would be more likely to have gay coaches or lesbian coaches or bi coaches. Like, I just think they are more conducive to.
0: Um, I mean, I'd I buy that. I just. Uh, the thing is, it is such a stereotype that gay guys give zero fucks about sports and mm-hmm. are kind of bad at them. Yeah. And you hear about gay players sometimes but like to be a coach is to make a lifetime of deep study applying these strategies and skills being in a leadership role it seems even more outside the norm to me than just even being a gay player yeah is that
1: yeah like you think about how many ceos out there are gay like you're like you are the top of the food chain of you know yeah 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 i i get that yeah uh so outsports.com has a pretty good article wait, wait. coaches in general to me feel like a straight stereotype like a straight thing like straight people are coaches is that like it, the
0: i think of coaches as being like the cis white straight guy like like the epitome anything of... that's not those things is like a you you you, you stick out if yeah you're, if you're any of yes. not any of those okay
1: things. yeah same page
0: um so kurt miller he um Outsports did this great article about him and his comments on what it's like to live in the bubble. Cause WNBA is doing the bubble thing right now. Mm. So like everybody on his team, everyone on his staff has been living together in isolation in a bubble.
1: What happens when people live together and have their lives taped starts getting <laughs> stops being fake and starts getting real the real world WNBA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the bubble is in Bradenton, Florida. He lives on the same hotel floor as 11 of his 12 players and all of his assistant coaches. Excursions are not allowed outside of pre-scheduled beach time teams are free to attend a private beach one at a time for a couple of hours on weekdays. <laughs> and if
1: there's anything I like it's being alone on a beach yeah, on for, a
0: Wednesday uh, afternoon for hours. <laughs> Great. Uh quote it really does feel like groundhog day he told out sports in a phone conversation you never know what day it is.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I thought it was really awesome that he Well, I'll read more of what he had to say. Quote, at times I feel helpless with all of the injuries from all of the teams. The steps to allow us to have a professional sports season because of the success health-wise of the bubble in terms of COVID is great. But what we're asking these players to do and play every other day is so contrary to putting their health first. We're doing such a good job to keep them safe from COVID, but we're putting them in such a tough situation to stay healthy because it's so hard on their bodies. It's a little bit counterproductive.
1: Wait, hard on their bodies because they're practicing so much? Is that what he said?
0: They're playing. They're compressing the season so uh, that they're playing every other day, which normally there's rest and recovery time. There's time for them to yeah. treat injuries and heal. But this is like they're they're getting worked hard yeah. in a bad way.
1: Oh, well, that's still good for me. Um, I, yeah, I go for a run and take a three month rest before I run again. So like, Jesus.
0: Um, I I also think. Something he said I thought is really is really great, that they being in this bubble, they're getting really close, and he has a lot of black players, and he says when he emerges from the bubble, he's going to try to be a better coach because of some of the things that he's learned. Quote, I'm a coach who certainly has more empathy and compassion and is driven to try and take actions for change for the amazing black players that I coach in this league and the players that make up this league. Truly, a coach that's able to laugh at themselves a little more. You don't have to be perfect. It is healthy to step away at times. Um, he is uh, there's this picture on. His, I'll send you the article. Or I'll send it to Dan. But uh, there's a there's a picture on the out sports article of him wearing wearing the gayest shirt I have ever seen. And it says he has a big old name tag on it that says coaches for racial justice
1: oh okay he looks like uh extra in a will and grace bar scene yeah he really does he really does um i kind of like his hair it's cute but yeah i
0: guess i could go into more about like his history and his background which i think is is interesting he's been a coach at a lot of really big schools for a really long time he started in 1991 as an assistant coach at cleveland state and was an assistant at Syracuse and Colorado state in 2001 he became head coach of his own college team at Bowling Green um and then at Indiana and then went into assistant coach in the um he was an assistant coach for the Los Angeles Sparks which is the WNBA and that he leveraged into being head coach of Connecticut Sun which he's been since 2016.
1: What what drew you to him like what why did he uh, come up for you? Well, Kyle,
0: uh, I've, well, been, I've been really busy the last week, and I went out <laughs> of town for this weekend, and so I just typed in gay coach and clicked the first article.
1: Uh, okay, that's the real answer. <laughs> Give me your fake answer, your fake flowery sounding answer.
0: Sure. I think that we should lift up voices in the <laughs> athletic community who are showing true leadership and queer representation, especially to marginalized teams like lady players of basketball,
1: <laughs> great,
2: let me help you out mike great. uh he is believed to be the first openly gay male coach of a professional sports team in the u s yeah damn yeah.
0: yeah uh when i when I google searched for it, there was only one link <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you use do they still have the like i'm feeling lucky button in google did oh. you use the i'm feeling lucky <laughs> i've never had
0: the courage to click it before
2: cause, <laughs> I, like,
1: <laughs> I did it on like when i was feeling bold one day like <laughs> yes yeah. yeah. still exists all right they are really holding on to their roots except the don't be evil part they kind of got rid of that part um
0: i think he's great i think he's an enigma, and it's it's pretty cool he's an enema what'd you say yes
1: <laughs> um go ahead because you want him up your ass for just like a few seconds
0: i wouldn't say no he looks like he'd treat me real bad though oh and
1: he's a coach so he'd tell me okay (laughs) well i don't know okay i was going to talk like kind of expand on that idea of the 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 coach the straight coach kind of idea because i agree like they to me are the epitome of masculinity of dude of like just I don't know. Everything about it just feels so like they were my biggest fear in like. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you've talked before about being yelled at by the coaches. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they would all. And did you kind of like it? No, at that time I was afraid. Hmm. So I don't think I think maybe that was part of the conditioning that now makes me like it because Hmm. like not only can you yell me but like while you're inside me mm-hmm. like you know i like mm-hmm. i i can do it in a controlled way that knows i'm safe mm-hmm. as, as safe as i want to be yeah they always they would yell at me and they you know they would call people by their last name so i don't get why straight dudes always call people by their last names like <laughs> call me by my name call me by <laughs> my <laughs> at first i should have <laughs> been specific um yeah so they'd always go get 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 <laughs> um and yeah I was I uh, I would love to call you that just like for a whole episode I mean this is the episode to do it because like
0: I just can't do it
1: I thank you (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, one of my uh, coaches that I had growing up in texas of course football is like the thing but sports are like huge like you weren't allowed to do band and sports so that was like helpful to me because i could just be like oh that's too bad i'm i'm so much in band can't do anything else yeah. so i quit all sports
0: sorry about her.
1: sorry i gotta play this euphonium I, 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 yeah.
0: and then be a um Fucking drum major and wear mm-hmm. the gayest hat that anybody's ever seen.
1: Are you talking about my plume? Yes. Are you talking about my white <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: sparkly plume? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, uh. So one of the uh coaches, Coach Grossy, mm. was like the kind of like the head Grossy dude. Grossy Josie.
0: What movie is that? Where, um,
1: damn, uh, you don't have to look up every Drew Barrymore. It's when Drew you Barrymore. Don't to, like we is... don't need to know what Coach Gross or Grossy
0: Josie. Came I think from. it's Grossy Josie. I, th- I, th- I think it's yeah i think it's when drew barrymore they they put her in school in high they they like the whole premise of the movie is that she pretends to be a high school student and somehow this is plausible
1: is this like what's that movie jump 22 that is it from never been kissed yes okay it's
2: like
0: a flashback
2: moment in never been kissed
0: yes 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 and being taunted like that is why she feels bad about herself which is why she i don't know anyway I love that movie. I'm
1: not Josie Grosey anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. And the teacher in that is fucking hot.
1: Your facial, like your uh, your Drew Barrymore face was really good. <laughs> I could see it. Um, you guys are getting your money's worth you're this get- episode. I know. We're getting some character work. <laughs> we're getting a lot of things. Um, so Coach Grossy, like he was an extra in uh, Friday Night Lights. Are you kidding me? He... <laughs> he was like really broad and big and like had a little bit of like weird flirtation with the girl. He taught, um, science. Do you, uh, do all the coaches taught the like, full
0: frontal in that movie?
1: I had never seen it.
0: Think, I think there's full on dicks. In that I don't movie. think
1: he had a dick. You don't though.
0: like flaccid dicks, but there's some in that movie.
1: Yeah. I don't think he was one. Otherwise people would, would have talked about that. <laughs> it, like we would have, I would have known that part of it. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, did was it, for you as well, like all the coaches taught the like the like remedial classes in school in like high school.
0: Yeah, because they have to teach. so they can be on staff, but they're like they're really there to teach football. So let's, yeah. let's have them do like one hour of homec where they just yell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like ours were like biology and history teachers like Mm. for the it's like so there was like the ap classes and we called the other ones the regular classes i think officially they were academic is what they called (laughs) but we were like the regular class so i like took a a, before i knew how terrible they were i went by the rec this is one of my biggest annoyances going into high school they said take two ap classes and two regular academic classes and i did that and then i was like oh my God, people are so stupid. Like right. I, I wish they said like, unless you're an, a reasonably intelligent person, okay. in which case you are going to be so bored in your academic classes that like you will like the, the coach Grossy left the room during a test once. And then everyone was like, who has number four? Like it, was, <laughs> it just doesn't give a shit. Once on a multiple choice test, coach Flanagan, who was teaching us history had without saying anything he was like it was a scantron test and he like choose two. like there were two answers and so he expected us to fill out both like he didn't say choose all that apply it was just a through d and everyone got it wrong and everyone was like we wouldn't pick two answers just like you gotta anyway they just didn't they were not super intelligent (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) or at least that's not how i saw them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is this the coach? am i describing a universal coach do you relate to this a little bit well so
0: as we'll talk about a little bit later i i had a couple of teachers that i thought were were pretty great who were also coaches um but i also had a couple in my life that were the stereotype that you just described.
1: Yeah. So. I'm, I'm trying to think like the, the dude teachers that I had that were good teachers were not coaches. And it was mm-hmm. weird to find one, a dude teacher who was not a coach because mm-hmm. they like, they actually just wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget his name, but there was one, uh, male teacher who we, every Friday we would sing the Friday song mm-hmm. and it goes Friday. Thank you. God is Friday, Friday, Friday. uh, um, and he was just like cool and interesting and fun.
0: Yeah. Let's not reference any other songs that have Friday in them. Cause Dan's quota has been filled. His punch cards full for this episode.
1: I, Hey Mike. Yeah. Hey Kyle. Do you have to get down on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get down on Friday. You gotta get down on Friday. Right, 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 right.
2: I don't remember. What did we do last Friday
0: night? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. You don't even like her. Oh yeah, you do like her. Okay.
2: I've traveled to Vegas to see her in concert. I adore her, although I haven't heard her new album.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: Okay, I I was really not
0: on board for the new baby. She had a baby? I feel like a plastic bag floating in the wind right now.
2: (laughs) She had a baby? She's having a baby with Orlando Bloom, I think. What? What? I don't know. I I thought that was Kyle's job.
1: To have a baby with Katy Perry? <laughs> with Orlando Bloom. Oh. Man, he could longbow me with the I, I don't know, Lord of the Ring. He could lord my ring. I don't know. Some you come up with your own pun there. Um I think people people were too complimentary or
0: to say that they were into our tangents like we've taken that as a this sign. is your
1: fault everyone if you want to re- give us a review review the audience that reviewed us and said they liked this because that's the problem no okay so i was always terrified of coaches and but in, in the way that i didn't like adult men and they were to me the extreme version of adult men like whenever it was a couple like a uh uh, opposite gender couple i forgot to just talk about straight people because i don't do it that much whenever you know when there's straight people there's a boy and a girl that get married Mm -hmm. so crazy but like Mm -hmm. when i was with my friends and they had like their parents and I i would always relate to the mom and, like, uh, that was easy going. That was easy chatting. And then the, the husband, I was always like, I got to be a, a good gentleman and, know a, know a, <laughs> and and talk but not be too friendly because they don't like that. or You know, like, yeah. I, I just – and coaches to me are the, like, take that discomfort, at, like, to the nth degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Do you – are you as uncomfortable? I feel like you'd be, like, better around dudes than I was growing up. You just seem like you could be a dude better.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Is this a good segue? Like Sure. I I, I wanted to talk about a specific coach. Okay. Yeah. Um
1: was it Coach Grossy? Did I'll, we have the same coach? No. Okay.
0: I wish. No. Do I?
1: I was kind of into Coach Grossy. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's weird, right?
1: In a mate, is that where? could be during biology class once one of the while we were doing work one of the high school females gave him a back rub that he like let happen and i felt very uncomfortable so about fucking that.
0: inappropriate i know me? i was
1: like i wish i was giving him that back rub <laughs> <laughs> ashley a fucking bitch
0: um the answer to your question about <laughs> oh right <laughs> how how i was with yeah dudes i was um Straight or not I was I was a nerd Right like I hung out With the band kids And I hung out With the drama kids And I certainly wasn't In the popular crowd Um
1: Didn't you have like 20 people in your class though
0: My graduating class Was 68 Oh I okay. think oh. Which is Which is tiny Yeah But um It I, I, Like I don't know I like I think I did okay I certainly wasn't afraid To talk to Men Um Wow But I wasn't really afraid To talk to anybody but I don't know wow. if I was, I don't know if I was good at it. That's
1: I'm sure you were. It sounds like they weren't as scary to you as they were to me.
0: No. With maybe one exception. I'm gonna talk about it now.
1: <gasps> Do it. So Is it me? No. Are you scared of me sometimes? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: when you get fucking wasted, I'm scared that I'm gonna be bodily injured
1: yeah that's the only that yeah I'm I'm still sorry about that time in New Orleans or that time I grinded on you inappropriately I'm there's a couple things
2: or the time you broke his phone did I break your phone didn't that happen one time did you break my phone I don't I think outside Madison pub you like knocked his phone out of his hand onto the ground
1: I mean highly possible but I feel like I remember the like the my worst offenses cut it
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay in by the time seventh grade rolled around i had a teacher and i don't even remember what course it was because he was that good <laughs> um um coach robillard mr robillard now uh he was very young he this was only his like second or third year out of college, which like now in retrospect, looking back, why do we let 24 year olds (laughs) teach classrooms full of children? Um, but, uh, he was in his early twenties and hot Mm -hmm. fucking hot. Mm -hmm. And, and of course that's just like, that's right in the middle of puberty. And I'm very, very confused. I'm still not into girls. I'm hoping that it's going to happen for me any day. And I'm super duper into him. Like,
1: I'm so into you, into you. He, was,
0: uh, he was short And he was a wrestler So he was like I don't even know how tall he really was Because I was also short Because it was junior fucking high <laughs> But they like, I think he's like 5'6 or 5'7 He's a short oh. he's short And just jacked yeah. At least he was yeah. you know, Back then, back in the day And I legit remember being super confused By him And my feelings about him And I was terrified of him but then would also like find excuses to look down his shirt. <laughs> like cuz he Give me some he, examples. He would wear, he would wear polos yeah. and they would be uh, uh, you know unbuttoned all the way like all of them. Like
1: all two of them or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah and then like enough to like kind of see like the, the top part of the cleavage <laughs> and, like a little bit of a little bit of chest hair.
1: Well especially if you're jacked you have more yes. of that line.
0: Yes. And they were like they were tight polos too. Mm. He was like Clearly, like shopping in the boys section, um,
1: and does that mean he was looking was he a pedophile no I, <laughs> I think so. that's pedophiles should be called shopping in the boys section yeah <laughs> for sure um but like
0: i it was horrifying, yeah, to be perfectly honest, it was horrifying, and then, um, I think it was eighth grade i don't think it was high school yet I'm pretty sure I had to take p e and he was the p e teacher now. Mm the thing about that that was so horrible for me uh pe was a nightmare and i think it's a nightmare for m- most kids much less queer kids and i was so afraid of the locker room mm-hmm. of just the changing to get ready to for pe and then the like showering and getting dressed again mm-hmm. part like i think we've talked about it before on the show i think people think that like gay guys are looking around and getting off on it and maybe some are but i don't think that's typical
1: yeah and especially growing up like you hear all the thing about like in the gym there's the gay gym that in the locker room everyone does or whatever but like growing up when you're in school when you're in junior high high school yeah it's it's terrifying yeah it's like keep your head down and just try to get in and out so you don't like nothing happens, or like yep. I always use the disabled shower so that yep. I had like a something
0: to know. cover your yep giblets with yep yep. <laughs> so the way that PE was structured, the way that he structured his PE class was it was just in modules where we would go sport to sport. So like on the calendar. These three weeks are basketball. Mm-hmm. These three weeks are football. These, he even taught country swing dancing for like one of the three-week things that we, we had, did.
1: Did y'all do four-square? Four, like, I think it was elementary or junior high or something. I think we, we did four-square.
0: Do, do you mean like, like... Like dancing? Like square dancing. Yeah. You, sure. Is yeah. that? We did that too. Yeah. Is it called square dancing? I don't yes. know why I
1: called it four-square. Four-square is what you play outside at recess. I think that's a website. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the idea of learning how to wrestle... Because we got to the wrestling <gasps> stage. I could not handle the idea of touching another boy. Yeah. Having like. our Like being in a headlock. And so I didn't change. And showed up to wrestling class. In my jeans. And shirt. Like not dressed appropriately. For PE. And. I was. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Uh-huh. I, And it's so weird too. Because that's, that has everything to do with sexuality. Yeah, absolutely does. And, um, but like not ready to admit it or like process it. And, or, but
1: yeah, what was the fear? Why, why couldn't you?
0: Well, because like touching another boy in a, like super, like wrestling is super intimate. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like, they grab each other's balls sometimes. Like just, I, I, the idea of being in that situation with another boy and not knowing how I would feel or whether I would get an erection or like how I it just yeah I, I couldn't. I, That's
1: what I was thinking. Like boner town would be like the scariest part. So because then other kids can could potentially see that, especially like the shorts you wear it tend to be like smaller. Like and if you get a boner wrestling, man, you're never going to live that down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So here's the thing, this guy. Coach Robillard, then. To punish me, said, "All right, you can't you can't wrestle, but that doesn't mean I can't use you as the practice dummy." So he grabbed me to demonstrate all of the holds and moves and and trips. So like this, like super hot coach that I'm fucking confused by and into is wrestling me in front of the whole class
1: you were so hard even your balls got <laughs> erections. <laughs> and it's I this
0: came up for me thinking about this episode and what are we yeah. going to talk about yeah, and yeah like I repressed a lot of this until like today thinking about it and wow. like it's some of the most horrifying scarring kind of super hot shit that I <laughs> like have but it's it's been a lot to handle to like relive all of that and think about it and, and have feelings about
1: Has that, that's so interesting that it just I've been happened. holding my
0: breath. Did you hear me just take a, like, yeah, I, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to ask, like having had that come up like just today or remember some of that just today. I feel like there's a lot that I, I wonder how much of my like forgetful memory is because I just learned to like, all of forget it. shit. All of it. You think it's 100% yes. because of this kind of Absolutely. shit? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Um, especially cause you have such a great memory for other things.
0: Is like, I do like what, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: don't <me> <laughs> you <spot>. forgot. <laughs> um, okay. But, but what has that been like to remember that kind of stuff today? Like to, to bring that, like, how has that felt today?
0: Um, I mean, part of it is I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm legit angry that I was closeted and didn't know how to ask for help and mm. I didn't know how to handle these feelings and that like I was so uh, there's just no possible way for me to process and talk about that because of society it was the late 80s or whatever and like it just it was I'm I'm angry that that kid that was me had to go through all of that mm, yeah and then I also think how fucking inappropriate of mm. that teacher to do that to this kid who's clearly struggling he's clearly having issues didn't didn't like talk to me didn't like i feel like the the stereotype of the nurturing coach would be the take somebody aside and be like hey what's going on or like or are you okay or like what's happening to like drag me in front of the whole fucking class and use me like that yeah i knew that you would (laughs)
1: lose I'm just trying to focus on how dramatic this was for you. I just, without being turned
0: on. I, I just I just think is is really is really awful. Yeah. And back to something I said a little while ago. He was also like 23 or 24. Like how, like expecting any sort of emotional maturity from a yeah. like a gym rat 24 year old is is a lot to ask. Yeah. Yeah. For know? sure.
1: Um. um and, and I think actually this is speaking to the my stereotypes about coaches and the overall like the the style of coaches tends to be yell at someone until they fix it it is not the emotional connection it is the like the opposite side that i do not i'm super sensitive emotional like all about feelings like all that stuff so the like the getting yelled out the punishment the you're not good enough so like all that stuff makes me hate myself and shut down yeah and angry at the person like that does not motivate me. Yeah. And I don't think, especially at the time, especially in Texas, coaches didn't know exactly what I'm talking about. Like they don't have, they're, they're not like, Oh, Kyle seems more sensitive. Maybe I'll take him aside and ask him this thing instead of screaming at him and making him jump over this stupid block thing that I have for an exercise. If your they're only
0: like, tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
1: Are you saying you want to pound me?
0: <laughs> I'm saying somebody did. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. uh, <laughs> oh okay. oh they did
0: yeah um, you, you heard that phrase before no it's pretty famous Great. phrase but yeah if if the only tool that you have is a hammer then you will make every problem one that it can solve yeah yeah right yeah. no i get the you Great. didn't have to i don't know that didn't help too context much. clues Kyle. <laughs> uh anyway that's coach robelard and uh, do
1: you think you have a lot of like people from your hometown and friends and stuff like do you worry about him hearing this no okay
0: no i don't great i don't because i also think like yeah i do no, know i'm not worried hmm. The other, i mean the thing that's weird is like we're we're basically peers now mm-hmm. right like he's less than 15 years older than me
1: and you got to wrestle him in full clothing
0: <laughs> yeah god <laughs>
1: Were you you wearing your almond rocks when you did that?
0: I was not, Polari Word of the Week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't casual when I looked at you, looked down (laughs) at my screen (laughs) to remind myself of the word, and then looked back up at you. I'm surprised. Uh, I I wrote down Polario Word. This is the Polario (laughs) Word (laughs) of (laughs) the Week. It means socks. Oh, but then I was. You wore your almond rocks. I wore my almond rocks. I'm trying to piece together why that
0: would be that. Cockney rhyming slang. Say that again and slower. Cockney rhyming slang. There are a lot of words in Polari that came via this mechanism known as Cockney rhyming slang, where the word morphs into something it rhymes with or socks and rocks. Yep. Yep. And there's some that are even more complicated than that. Like it's rhymes strung together, Mm. and you take the last one, and that's what it is. And that's how it's so different from the original word. But. I'm almost certain that that's where that comes from.
1: What's the almonds, almond? Is almond your little toesies? Almond rocks? Th- they're
0: Almond rocks must be like a dessert or a mm. or a like.
1: Sounds horrible.
0: Because part of the part of the thing about like Cockney rhyming slang is that the rhyme has to be something that's also pretty widely known.
1: Rocks. I feel like a lot of people know about rocks. I know, but we've heard rocks, about them.
0: Almond rocks must be a thing. Yeah, it's a chocolate and almond confection, like almond roca.
2: Or whatever. Well, almond roca doesn't have chocolate, so no. But
0: uh, it certainly does.
2: Oh, does it? Oh, it does. And then it's covered in more almonds on the so I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, it's okay. You didn't finish your baking degree. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Wow.
2: Wow. Well. Wow. <laughs>
1: i thought i was just saying a true thing that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's
1: has okay what i really want to know mm-hmm. the real question that i and all the listeners have has that turned into a fetish for coaches let me answer my own question yes but i'm curious to, <laughs> that's not I don't, shouldn't be surprising but i'm curious about you i don't think so hmm.
0: i don't think so hmm. i mean i had i had really confusing feelings about him and that and
1: um... yeah at the time but i'm wondering if that that like that to me feels like it could be the start you know like sometimes people have these fetishes that i'm like how did you get a fetish for like rubbing daffodils on your taint like i just don't like and it was like one time i sat down in the grass and someone pulled down my pants you know like there's Mm -hmm. this whole thing of like Mm -hmm. what you're describing feels like the potential to start a fetish but
0: well so no (laughs) not that i know know great segment however i have explored the idea that like uh some of my like i have a hard time having sex stuff is like a ptsd like reaction and i've 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 made i've connected the dots (laughs) there but specifically like any um Like it's hard for me to have sex if I'm on my knees because then I feel my knees on whatever surface I'm on and that distracts me. And now I'm like not thinking about the sex. I'm just panicking about like I can tell when it's happening because my mind goes to the sensation of whatever I'm kneeling on instead of the fact that I'm having sex. How does
1: that connect back to?
0: So I wonder if like getting wrestled to the ground and fucking mat burn from this teacher has anything and then having sexy feelings about him if any of that is a Mm. is a trauma that pops up for me i mean am i making sense yeah Yeah, you i
1: mean yes but you're wrong like (laughs) i love when i start like getting rug burns Mm. and and feeling it
0: sure okay
1: it's like because i'm so it's like i'm committed to this so like that's the damage I get for it's, it's fun. It's going to be fun. No, I get it. I get it. get it. Get it. Yeah. Um, man, I think I'm super into any kind of like power differential. So like yeah. something about that it, checks out. <laughs> yeah, I know none <laughs> of this. Everyone could already <laughs> fill in the blank of my, like the idea of not only like a coach and a player, but also like super mask, like everything I'm describing, like dudes, dude, uh, that's like also fucking me. Like, i'm really into that and i think being terrified of them as a kid has definitely led to that kind of like there's there's
0: sorry are are you like is fear in the bedroom is that part of like the choking thing
1: i mean it it's related i think um, that is
0: about power also like
1: what i've put together this is gonna like make all the like exciting and choking that everyone's come to know and love (laughs) very disappointing. And I think that, you know, the like fetishes and sexual activity can help be a, a more constructive way to release shitty feelings or things that have happened to you. And like, for me, I feel worthless and terrible so in bed when someone treats me worthless and terrible like Mm. it feels right Mm. um or i like being able to like just get that out there so Mm. i mean a a coach any kind of differential and power dynamic and like someone else having all the power Mm. um and i like i just feel so weird putting myself out there in normal life and like being myself so like to have someone else just be in control and tell me exactly what to do and what to suck it's just like okay makes it easier. okay I get it. Okay. Speaking of things, do you want to suck? <laughs> yes, Kyle. <laughs> I don't that was the weirdest. Do you want uh, to talk a little bit about my coaching session?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. We ended up talking about like athletic coaches most of the time. Yes. There's this whole thing about life coaches also that we need to like get into and we were on the gay life coach. I think that's what it's called. Gay life coach podcast with Brian Felduto. We were on one of his episodes recently, and then we had the opportunity to have him on the show and we chose to do it as you having a session with him.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, what we decided to do, and actually I thought the sexual part was going to be a little bit more. And, and I like when we do like a variety of like coaches, like, I mean, I think listeners would automatically jump to like, coaching porn or like that kind of like sexual or fetish or whatever but i like doing other things that Mm. are not specifically that thing what
2: i just wanted to tease that the patreon to get if you want your sex fix uh wait for patreon (laughs) Uh, i'll be talking about a a very sexual type of coaching Mm. um
1: Mm. yeah so Mm. uh (laughs) great uh, so, um, yeah, I did a little, uh, mini life coast coach session, uh, with Brian and we're going, I, I didn't, I didn't know I still had the capacity to get uncomfortable. Like I've just talked about so much stuff that I, I did it great. Good for me. There's still weird things. So here's, here's that chat. best way
0: to make you uncomfortable is to compliment you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True. He, don't worry. He doesn't do that. I am here with Brian, the gay life coach from the Gay Life Coach podcast. Welcome on, Brian.
3: Hi, Kyle. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Um so uh, you are going to help me get my shit together in a really quick one session time, is that right?
3: Yeah, potentially. We'll see how much shit, we'll see how much shit there
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh well, I'll just go ahead and warn you. Too much to cover <laughs> in this. Um, Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to ask you a little bit about life coaching. Great. Whenever I think of people doing, like, work with other people, you mentioned therapists, life coaches, um, I think of more, like, it it attracting more women and more gays. Mm. Is that true in life coaching?
3: Uh, Well, I work with primarily gay men. I have a few few straight clients, but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know the statistics on life coaching as a whole. I'm sure I could look into it, but, um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's the whole like stereotype that, uh, men as, as a culture are perhaps not as like open to talking about themselves, but I think that's also shifting. Um, I hmm. think that gay men particularly make good coaches because we had to, at some point in our trajectory, do a lot of like self-examination, at an early age or on our own, and I think that that kind of led to a sort of like self observational manner or observational manner of other people because when we were in the closet, we were very observant of our surroundings and what felt safe um so there's a lot of like factors there that go into the psychology of being a gay man that I think like lends itself to coaching, and especially like with across genders, I feel like a woman would perhaps be more comfortable talking with me than a straight man because I have zero sexual interest. <laughs>
1: Um, and uh, it's interesting because, like, you brand yourself as the gay life coach. So it's interesting that, like, what do the straight men
3: come to see?
1: Are they closeted, or are they just like gay? Gay guys are cool. Like,
3: cool? well, honestly, they teach in coaching training that you know, an inch wide, mile deep niche right is how you'll find success in your business so I was honestly just surprised that the gay life coach was available as a handle and I was like sure <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I decided to build from there uh, I want to work with primarily gay man gay men my journey towards overcoming my shame and living authentically and happy with who I was was like a really long one and so like my passion is helping people overcome their shame and heal
1: speaking of fixing people let's okay I'm ready to we have not, we're not talked we're
3: about. Not. Well, let's start with, we're not fixing you. We're just bringing out you.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure.
3: I mean, who do I go to to fix me
1: then? <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Okay. I'd love to start by asking you, what are you grateful for?
1: <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to ask that during a pandemic. Um, okay. <laughs> what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for my dog, I'm grateful for my friends, for my family, for the resources I have, for my creativity, for TV shows. Is that enough things?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important. The reason I asked that is I think it's really important to start start from a place of abundance. Realize the things we have, you know? Um, You know, you said, let's fix you. I don't think that... Mm -hmm. Uh, as you just demonstrated, there's so many wonderful things about your life. So we start from a place of I have this, this, and this, and I'm grateful for them. And then now, I would like to ask you, what do you want?
1: Um, I want my dog to love me forever. I want, uh, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be married eventually, uh, and. What is,
3: why is that important to you?
1: I, I've seen through like the, the, um, when I've been in long term relationships, that's, even though they haven't worked out, like that's when I'm happiest in relationship because I like having to, I like someone to take care of and someone to take care of me and share responsibilities and be
3: cute with and
1: all that good stuff.
3: So that feels good when you're in some sort of like long term yes. situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've tried to, I've had to realize, like, being single, or it doesn't make me worse without someone, but I, it would make me happier with
3: one. Okay, and where is the, what is the feeling instead of happier that you're currently experiencing?
1: Um, I get, uh. Okay, I've been watching Private Practice a lot Mm -hmm. recently, and anytime someone is, like, in love or Addison gets her heart broken, I'm like, I want to be in love. Like, so jealousy is a little bit of what I feel.
3: Okay. Uh, Jealous of, like, all the cute stuff they get to do together? Yeah. Okay. How, what have you tried so far to get that for yourself? You know what, Brian? (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, I have not, I, I, i have not i have not really done much um i right after right before COVID started only like was ready to start dating again after my last last relationship so i like went on a few dates uh and then uh, since the pandemic have been not doing anything and i don't know if it's using the pandemic as an excuse to not date because you can still can like kind of weirdly date um but yeah. No, I haven't been doing too much.
3: The relationship you were in before the pandemic and before you went on those few dates, was that a long term one?
1: Yeah, we were together for a little over a year.
3: And that period of time was is what you would call happier. Yes. Okay, what made it happier? I I don't know. I
1: mean When I think of, like, the happy moments, I think of just the time of, like, looking into someone's eyes and being, like, in love with them or, like, holding their hands or, like, when, like, you get to do a sweet thing for them or they do something for you or having someone to talk to.
3: Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I feel that.
1: And this is that that same feeling that I'm like, I'm never going to be in love. It's never going to happen. And then, like, you know, I meet someone. I'm like, oh, great. I'm there. I did it. And then so, like, getting thrown back into the, like beginning of it uh feels frustrating
3: got it what is it about the beginning the dating that you don't like
1: i hate dating so much it's the worst it's like it's like it's all the worst things about talking to people wrapped up in (laughs) one 45 minute present like it's it's it's
3: but you're describing, like, first dates.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the beginning part. I yeah. I am really uncomfortable around new people, people I don't know, especially trying to be, like, impressive to them or be on or uh, pretend like I care about things. Like, sometimes I just, like, can't make myself care about things. Like, it's just I would rather get into the point where I just uh, – Like, I I wish I could jump right into the, like, relationship part. Because the Mm -hmm. part of getting there is difficult.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, you talked before about, like, gay people and what they go through to try to, like, to come out originally. Like, I was so used to trying to please everyone and make sure everyone feels good about who I am. So they didn't suspect I was gay. So, like, then when I'm meeting new people, I, like... and especially on dates feel like I have to like do that same thing where I'm careful about who I am just in case they hate it.
3: Yeah. I'm hearing that like there's, so there's an, there's an opposition to sharing and then there's also an opposition to caring.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. That, so that should be like a bumper sticker for me. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) So there's like this, uh, there's this just, uh, there's this lack of enthusiasm for the beginning aspects of dating which is like totally understandable and honestly if you just like weren't excited about the beginning aspect of dating i'd be like great problem solved but you did say that what you want is a relationship yeah
1: yeah And you kind of have to go through like you have to meet someone first before you start dating them supposedly what
3: what is it about this your current situation that that happiness isn't accessible what's missing
1: uh obviously the relationship but yeah yeah oh yes yes the the man (laughs) the uh, the, and a spot for his toothbrush
3: if all those things that lead to a relationship are uncomfortable right i'm also hearing that being by yourself is uncomfortable because you want someone with you so what about being by yourself is uncomfortable because you're very clearly able to elaborate on on the sticky parts of dating and why that's uncomfortable. <laughs> right. But I'm you very seem to... easily
1: able to find the challenges with things I want and talk myself out of them. That's interesting. But you're
3: avoiding the discomfort of kind of talking about the discomfort of alone time.
1: It's really weird talking, like being, I don't know, just being like, I am lonely and want someone like that feels weird. Like very like weird to just put out there, but, it, but yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, that's, that's the case um also i think even though it is like it's something that feels so big of like being in a relationship that takes so much to get through to get there that like even though i do want one and right now it's like it would be the perfect time to be in a relationship right now where you could support someone else like you know while figuring everything out and what what have you um so not having that is part of that discomfort as well. But like the, the challenge of trying to get there feels feels so like big that it's like much easier to just do nothing, you know, like the discomfort of, of current life isn't so big that the work is like, seems manageable, you know?
3: Okay. So yeah, you're in, there's an admittance that we're lonely and we want someone. Yeah. And then, but you're not like lonely to the point where like it's detrimentally like I need to get someone and I'm gonna like commit myself to this process. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind yeah, of floating. I think kind of floating in between. You know, there's a, there's like a, a in between like what you what you really want, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's what I want, and then there's like all the uh, I'm realizing through this like all the excuses of why I shouldn't do it right now.
3: Yeah. I'd be curious if you got a little more honest with the part of you that like doesn't want to doesn't want to go through the effort of being in a relationship. And if you got a little honest with the part of you that was oh, what that was lonely.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why like all the shit that I've talked about before, why it is like talking about wanting to be re- in a relationship feels very like uncomfortable to me. Um, I don't know how to describe like the discomfort of being alone right now and how that feels. It I one of the things I liked when I've he- got into my first serious relationship it was it was before I was 30. So I was like, oh, phew I like I got my relationship while I was in tw- in my 20s. Like that was important to me to try to like uh, like the timing like I-, I feel like it's uh late in my life. Like I'm 34, so I like think I should have that by now. So the fact that I don't Um, is, I don't like that feeling. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's
3: really informative because you said that you should, you know, one of my favorite words in coaching is should, right? Because we tend to should, we tend to should on ourselves as I like to say. Um, (laughs) and you know, by what measure should you have a relationship at 34?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's part of me for sure that wants it and knows I'm happier. There's also a part of me that says like, what is it about me that makes it so my other relations haven't worked out and I have not found someone in my friends do. Like there's, there's, there's a little bit of being in a relationship that's like validation that yeah. you're like an okay person. Yeah. And, and so like, now that I'm saying that I'm thinking there's like good reasons I want to be in a relationship and bad reasons I want to be in a relationship.
3: Totally. I think there's a little bit of both. Cause I definitely think it's true that like you've been in a long-term relationship and it felt great. Right. Like you want yeah. that feeling. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: I also think parts of your current situation feel great, but you're like pushing them aside because you're, you're leaning on the should of this, of this other f- supposed feeling of great. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There, I mean, there are good things that I'm like doing and working on right now that I'm happy about. Um, but there's, it feels like there, I'm unemployed. I don't have a relationship. There are like so many areas where I'm like, feel like I'm missing out what I well should be doing or want to be doing. Sometimes Um, I don't want a job, so maybe I could just stay unemployed forever. That's not going to happen. But anyway, (laughs) there's there's some like things that I feel like I don't have and are just like miss. There's a lot of missing pieces right now.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, we're getting into like a bigger scope of things um which we <laughs> which uh we can we can for sure talk about. I mean, you also do have a lot of things as we started the you know, we started the chat with. You do have a lot of things. I think it's really it's easy and so tempting to get into like that scarcity mindset where we don't have things, yeah. right? But like um you know, you're generating content, you're 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 having an effect with your with your voice and the work that you're doing and your creativity. I even know from I know from prior conversations, you have this artistic side of you that you've been exploring and like trying to let out in different projects. So this could be a gift from the universe to like do that, you know, Um, it's totally okay to feel lonely and want someone. It's totally okay to not want to go through the country parts of dating, crunchy parts of dating. It's totally okay to be, to know that you love the feeling of being with someone. I think that if you can like be more honest then there were other things that we've discussed. I think if you could be more honest with each of those like things individually and not just summarize them into this, I'm 34 and I should have a relationship. (laughs) You'd be approaching your relationships from a more authentic, like this is what I want and this is what I'm going for rather than I'm just like entering the, the process for the sake of entering the process. Does that make any sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It does. It does. I can definitely feel like there's a lot more, under each of those which we don't have time to get to but maybe you'll fix me on another date
3: i just want to ask you what are you celebrating today
1: N- i have uh, nothing come on it's, should there wait should i should i be finding you have to be answer celebrating to, something yeah uh what can i celebrate today i i mean we're recording uh we're recording our podcast today which i always like that thing yeah
3: awesome
1: (laughs) well thanks for uh it really did get me thinking about things about dating and like things i should do and why why i want that oh i'm just like thinking on like you know when you're like ah shit i just have to do it you know like that kind of feeling that's the feeling i just got i just have to do it anyway so where can people check out more of you and your podcast
3: the Gay Life Coach on Instagram and the podcast is available wherever you like to listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, and we were on an episode, so if you want uh, a starting point, you can find our episode with Brian.
3: Yeah, the mo- I don't know when this comes out, but the most recent episode, you guys were on it. Thank you so much for that. By the oh, way.
1: really? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: So, we totally just heard it just now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Are you really lonely?
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Were you
0: just were you just saying, did you... Okay, I'll just talk about me, and then you can, like, say whether this is true for you or not. And I haven't heard the recording either, so that might change. But Don't... don't eh, no. This is just illusion. Parting the kimono, Kyle. God, I okay, hate that. Okay, I haven't said it in a long time. I know. Um, I... Uh, sometimes when i'm in therapy i will say a bunch of things and it feels totally true at the time and then when i get out of it i think back and i'm like why did i say that that's mm. not even a little bit true or <gasps>
1: that's me when i listen to myself on the podcast okay. I'm like i don't believe that mike so is parts- right
0: like what is, is, is it the parts where you say i like mike and i like doing
1: this with him? <laughs> um- oh, that's the only true part <laughs>
0: oh great um, um- but, like, no, do was, you have any sort of insecurity about that? Yes. Like, was that my genuine self or, or whatever?
1: No, yeah, and in fact, he like, even in a short session, I felt like, you know, I don't know him personally that well. Um, and he could already he I could tell he's good at it because he could already like I'd say something and he'd be like there's more there mm-hmm. and in my mind I'm like oh my god you're right that's one of the things I'm working on in therapy and there's a whole mountain of like things we can't get into in this 20 minute session mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. so he's good about picking up on things early on and I absolutely what I said was not only representative of me but like I I was uncomfortable enough that I didn't express the degree to which I felt it even mm-hmm. so mm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: okay um
0: do you want to have a life coach now are you into that
1: is... i i like the idea um i i i like the idea of having someone that's more goal oriented more like uh, therapy i feel like that's a lot of well what do you think and how did that affect you and this is like do this thing like you know like yeah. it's a little bit more direct in the feedback and more actionable and like just take the next step what hmm can I do it for you? Great. I'll do it. Like a therapist would never do that. Like, but if a life coach can help get rid of a roadblock, they will do it. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a whole different style that I think could be helpful. My life needs coaching. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. (laughs) Mine certainly does. Everyone's does. Everyone should be in life coaching. We always say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So did we do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We we're coached.
1: We're coached. We feel great. Where the
0: fuck is my whistle? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Gets. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're gonna do
1: our gays and straightest.
0: We're gonna do our gays and straightest, but
1: first but first, but first. Uh just so you know, mm-hmm. we are doing an episode about documentaries in like a less than a month. Yeah. Um and we are we want
0: you'd have time to watch them. We're going to give you homework you to, kids. Here yeah, we go. Get well, ready. I
1: mean honestly, you should be watching these anyway. I don't like the phrase take away your gay card, but if you get new punches on your gay card. If you I like that. If that's, you that's what I'm them,
2: advocating for. It's a punch card. It's not a, it's not a license. It's a punch card.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. And these are are documentaries that help explore the gay history, so they're not like it's not like listen to Katy Perry and you you know, it's it's like legit, like good things. So um we have uh Daniel Daniel Daniel. It's not Daniel. Although Daniel would be the gayest <laughs> fucking name ever. Daniel uh, like who uh, did For the Bible Tells Me So. His most recent one is For They Know Not What They Do, because he loves documentaries that start with the word for. Um, and David France, who did The Death and Life of Marsha B. Johnson. And the one that I just recently watched, Welcome to Chechnya. You need to. Uh, Welcome to Chechnya is on HBO. A lot of these are on like the streaming things like Netflix and stuff. Welcome to Chechnya. Very recent. And imp- like important. Oh
0: fuck! I gotta watch it now. You
1: do. You do. You do. You do. I mean, you kind of know. I mean, you know. You know about the yeah. like Chechen purge and the show, yeah. whatever the fuck. Um, and it's horrifying, but it's it's an important documentary for the history of gay culture. Like this will go down as a moment that we all need to know about.
0: So we want you to watch. For the Bible told me so
1: uh for they know not what they do they which you what they can do. find on the internet you can you know
0: that's about moses intervention
1: flash. yep <laughs> um the death and life of marshal b johnson which i like everyone talks about oh marshal b johnson through the j- brick like but you probably don't know hey, Kyle. anything hey mike
0: i think the itunes reviewers are right i'm just trying to get us to name the four movies in a fucking order and not say things about them
1: oh for the bible told me
0: so for they know not what they do
1: the death and life of marsha b johnson and welcome to chechnya
0: great watch those because we're going to talk about them now go ahead say whatever you want to
1: the death and life of marsha b johnson (laughs) you know what mike your utility your usefulness is annoying but but needed sometimes and you're correct um yeah uh the death and life of marsha b johnson like if you if you have ever tweeted pride was a riot or march of B. johnson threw a brick or anything like that if what you know about you, her
0: is that one smiley picture that goes around every june yes <laughs> maybe
1: you need to like uh, this it is an incredible documentary that you need to listen to yeah. watch listen i mean w- watch it too but listen to it as well but regular but first now <laughs> our website is gayishpodcast.com we are on instagram youtube facebook twitter uh you, uh youtube and email but the, i'll say the email later but right now i'm telling you the social media which is at gayish podcast
0: our hotline you can leave <laughs> with voicemails especially bisexual stories bisexuals this is your time to shine or text messages is 5855 gayish that's five eight five five four two nine four seven four. standard rates apply
1: the aforementioned email is gayish at gmail.com
0: and our physical mailing address, which has got to be fucking full, because I have not been in like almost a month mm. now, just because I keep fucking it up. But
1: and people have told me they're or told yes. us they're sending stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I hope it's cookies and they're rotten. P.O. Box One Nine Eight Eight Two, Seattle, Washington Nine Eight One Zero Nine. Uh and straightest. Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest.
1: I'll go first. Great. Uh, my straightest, mm-hmm. possibly the most controversial one I've I've ever had. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't look up Chris Evans dick. Girl, you're missing out. Is it how okay. I for the <laughs> you said that like I, I'm saying what like you expect me to say, but I don't really. Uh, if anything is, is one of the, it's like a grainy, weird
0: kind of black and white picture that with nothing in it that tells you anything about like relative size of things. Like so, to be
1: fair, in real life, it's also weirdly black and white and grainy. <laughs> it's oh well, I didn't. I was going to talk about how uncomfortable it makes me to like when it celebrities. Is, it it have does seem really like we're
0: participating sp- in a violation of some kind.
2: You ruin. Something for me, I'm going to ruin something for you. Great.
1: <laughs> what did I ruin for you? Life or? <laughs> <laughs> My like exciting every... Patreon okay, segment. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I just. Uh, I have this, like, the intellectual me says that's gross and don't do it but i've also looked at other celebrities like yeah. nude, so i'm part of the problem anyway yeah um but i've not done this one until dan just showed me so great um it, the gayest uh thing is i forget what i said on the episode about cruising mm. or where like you know like we i think we both like defined what we think i i on the side i was walking down the sidewalk and i cruised another guy another guy and me cruised oh for sure God, you like,
0: cruise you're a he, cruiser cru- you have been cruising i i have had you will been. have been cruised <laughs>
1: um I, tom cruised all <laughs> over like so a dude was on the other side of the sidewalk and at first it was just like oh make eye contact you know there's the weird like oh we made up guy contact twice mm-hmm. so what but we just kept looking at each other like Which, and
0: to be fair is two times as much Eye contact is you're comfortable with <laughs> yeah. in most contexts. Yeah, zero times so, anything is like
1: no, we just kept looking and even when we were far like it was just so obvious we were cruising each other and I wanted I mean, I don't know what I wanted, but I mean maybe nothing, him? but oh for sure. A
2: fellationship. I uh, would have
1: loved a fellationship with him. I just yeah, but we're in <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Okay, no. Okay, no. So what I think I- I've
2: had enough. <laughs>
0: What about you, Mike? Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week: my cousins had a gathering in Twisp, Washington, and uh, I just—I was invited along for girls' weekend. It was my yeah. three favorite female cousins and <laughs> me, and we we played music and we talked about dicks and like I heard a lot about periods. I and like it was it was it was great
1: getting included in like the girls' events or nights out or whatever.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The straightest thing about me this week Is uh, a thing that we did And uh, prepare to have a minute of your life That you're never going to get back Are you ready?
1: Yeah
0: Okay Uh, The straightest thing about me this week Is that we recorded this together
1: One, two, three
3: I put butter on a Pop-Tart It was so freaking good Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart If you haven't then I think you should I was sitting in the kitchen one day and I was itching to fill up my belly with a poppin' hot jelly of the best damn treat in the world. He's talking about Pop Tarts! When I saw a stick of butter, it almost made me shudder and cream like a baby girl. <laughs> I don't want a giant penis or a rocket ship of Venus. I don't want to win the lottery. I just want to and double till I'm dizzy and a wobble in a and a butter tart and dough tart dream. So I put butter on a Pop Tart. It so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Come with
0: us. Sing with us.
3: <laughs> Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? So freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? Hadn't, then I think you should.
1: Okay, so. <laughs> Who was that? You and. Was that Maddie?
0: It's me and Maddie and Jessica and Lucy. And that song is actually from a Family Guy re- episode, which is why it is the straightest thing about me because I think Family Guy I is like the that. most straight guy, fret boy shit you could ever possibly watch, much less emulate on yeah. professional recording equipment together. Yes,
1: for sure. Yeah. Good for you. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart, Kyle? No. It's which, so like, freaking good. <laughs> I so, so I hear. Do we have pop, Pop-Tart pop training coaches? Like, <laughs> I would... Now eat with the left side of your mouth.
0: <laughs> you love it. Um. So I feel bad because I asked for a gayest astratus from a listener on Discord, but instead I forgot <laughs> that we were going to have a gayest astratus from Brian. Yeah, Faldi- yeah, yeah. When Faldito. I Falduto.
1: Great. When I talked to Brian, he told me his gayest and straightest boop.
3: I th- I would have to say the straightest thing about me lately would just be my my unkempt love- lifestyle in COVID. I mean, I live by myself, so it's been very much like kind of just rolling in the hay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I absolutely feel that. Uh, and the gayest thing about me, um, I don't know why I'm disclosing this, but it's coming to my head. But uh, I recently. Uh, Uh, I have a little bit of a crush on my therapist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't know if this is the gayest thing or just the stupidest thing I've ever done, but I accidentally (laughs) friend requested him on Facebook and then I deleted it. And then in my session, he was like, so let's talk about how you friend requested me and deleted it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so busted." You <laughs> <laughs>
1: brought it. I guess that's smart to like talk about shit because therapists. But like, that would be something I'd want to pretend never happened.
3: No, I know. I told him I was like, "Good for you." I I don't know if I would have brought it up in one of my sessions. So I was like, "Good for you."
1: Oh, did you say? Did you profess your
3: love? No, I didn't. I might, though. I'm thinking about it. I've been reading a little bit about transference. I had to deal with a client once who was into me. um, But coaching is a little different because there's like an unethical part of it. So I don't know. I'm assuming if I tell him about it, we'll just talk about it productively. <laughs> like,
1: like a therapist would like, if this was private practice, by the way, you would have fallen for each other by now and like hooked up and we'd be awkward. Um, <laughs> and you'd have to see each other on the office and it'd be weird. There'd be a yeah. whole like three season arc.
3: Amazing. It. I've never seen the show, but it sounds good.
1: <laughs> it's, it's better than I remember once it gets to season three.
3: That was real good. And I for sure
1: heard it just now. <laughs> Um <laughs> thank you uh for being on the show, Brian, and and for uh giving me some just important life coaching things that I legit will actually help me.
0: Yep. So that's it. This has been Gayesh a special thank you to Brian Felduto. Oh, as Kyle just said he he stole my line, but oh, he oh, needed to say sure. thank you himself also because yeah, of the sure. awesomeness. Yeah. Uh thank you to Coach Daniel Robelard.
1: <laughs> Coach Grossi for being kind of creepy, but hot.
0: And uh general concept of nick jonas's clipboard
1: (laughs) (laughs) nick jonas's playbook (laughs) uh that's it i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets until next week be butch be fabulous be you Be you Johnson, (laughs) how did they say your name? (laughs) They didn't.